everybody, I'm Beth Davis and welcome back to Teachable Tuesday. Every Tuesday morning, we discover God's heart in his word and apply it to our lives. That's what it's meant to do. Uh, let's pray and dive right in. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, we pause in this moment in the midst of our day to return our gaze to you, to once again fix our eyes on you, Lord, to catch um, you looking at us, Lord, to breathe in your presence and your love. Thank you that you're always with us, that you never leave us. Thank you for your love. And God, I pray that uh, this time together would deeply plant those truths in each of our hearts. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, friends, you may have heard that last week I made a five-day silent retreat. And that wasn't my first one. I've been really blessed to make a couple of silent retreats over the past maybe eight years. And uh, I was thinking back to my very first five-day retreat. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I was very nervous going into it and kind of clumsy throughout the week, even trying to figure out a schedule and, and step up uh, my prayer routine and uh, really bring all that was coming up in my heart to the Lord. And I remember at the end of that very first five-day silent retreat, I said to my spiritual director, it really full of wonder and maybe a little incredulous. I said, I never felt lonely. I was surprised by that. I thought, you know, five days really not talking to anyone, no electronics, just prayer and silence. I thought I might get a little bored or lonely. So I shared that with him. I thought I would uh, feel lonely, but I never felt lonely. And Father Paul, he looked right at me and he said, well, you are never alone. And of course that's true, right? We know that on some level, intellectually and by faith, that we're never alone. But sometimes I think knowing something and knowing something are two different things. And oftentimes we have to know something many times again and again for it to really penetrate, for it to become our reality, for, the, for us to accept the truth, the truth of God's word, really. You see, that is true not only for five-day retreats. <laughs> that is true every day of our lives. And we need to be reminded of this simple and powerful truth that you are never alone. I think that uh, our world has really been pervaded with uh, this great lie of loneliness. Maybe you've felt it too. Comes in the form of... Uh, it's all up to you. You're on your own in this one. Nobody really cares, right? This isolation, uh, this loneliness that really stalks our hearts and, and weighs us down at times. That might look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. Perhaps it's the pain of a broken family and just this kind of ongoing sense of rejection or loneliness. 
Maybe it's your season that you're in right now. You're, you're a mom at home with a brand new baby and, and just struggling uh, with isolation as you're trying to figure out a schedule and the baby's not sleeping at night and uh, even your husband doesn't seem to understand. That's a real painful loneliness, isn't it? Or perhaps it's the accumulation of the stress and sadness of the past two years and it's just worn on you and, and you're feeling lonely. Maybe right where you are, you're uh, still under some restrictions or not able to live the life that you once lived. But friends, I, I wanna preach to you today, <laughs> again, this simple and powerful truth that you are not alone. Right now, in this room, watching Teachable Tuesday, you are not alone. And, and I'm not talking about me, although I am with you. <laughs> my heart, my prayers are with you. You are not alone because you are never alone with God. God is always with you. And not only are you not alone right now, you were never alone. You have never been alone. And I want to look to the scriptures today for proof of that, uh, to really take Jesus at his word. And I want to really deep dive just these two verses that have been profoundly healing and transforming for me, that have become a framework for me, for my life. And they are found in the Gospel of John chapter 14. We're going to actually listen to the words of Jesus. So there's power here, particular power here. Uh, listening to the words of Jesus, reflecting on his words. In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And I will take you to myself so that where I am, there you maybe also. John 14 verses 2 and 3. There's so much here. In fact, I, I spent a couple of hours on my most recent five-day retreat with those verses, and I, I want to share some of what the Lord was unpacking in my own heart uh, about really these well-known verses for me that became something totally new and so profoundly life-giving. Let's, let's walk through it, shall we? Line by line. Grab your Bible, John 14, 2 through 3. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. There are many dwelling places. Friends, there is room for you. God has a room for you. He's saving space for you. He's, in fact, made a place for you. He's anticipating you. He's looking forward to your coming. You belong in the house of the Father. You belong with God. He wants you under his roof. So if you've wondered, you know, I've been away from the church for a while. I, I don't know, this doesn't quite feel right. Would God even want me? Yes, yes, he has a room for you. You belong in God's house, he, he's preparing that place for you right now. And not only, not only in heaven is he preparing a place, anticipating being with you for all of eternity. Not only is he prepared, a, has he prepared a place for you in the church and, and longs and looks forward to your coming every single week. Not only that, but every day of your life, 
God is preparing a place for you. He goes before you every day of your life. He has a perfect and gracious will for your life because he's a good father. And so, yeah, he's, he's out ahead of you. He's out in front of you, making a way, making arrangements, opening doors, closing the wrong doors. God is preparing a place for you. He's drawing you into his heart, into his home. Jesus says, if it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? I love this. If it were not so, like, would I lie to you? No, no, friends, God, God is not a liar. In that same chapter, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the truth. And so when he speaks, he only speaks the truth. Other places in scripture where he says, I love you. Did you know those words are in scripture? That plainly, I love you. It's Isaiah 41. I love you. He means it because he only tells the truth. If it were not so, would I have told you? No. No, because God will never lie to you. When he says you're never alone, all over scripture, when he promises, I will be with you always, I will never leave you, he's telling us from his own mouth, right here in his word, that we're not alone, that we were never alone. We can trust him because he is the truth and he tells the truth. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself. I'm so captured by that language. I will take you to myself. I think so often in the spiritual life, I can uh, believe that it's all up to me. You know, same in my own life, that it's all up to me. And yet Jesus is saying, I will come, right? I'm pursuing you. I will draw you to me. I will take you to myself. So it's God who pursues. It's God who draws. It's God who embraces us. All we have to do is respond. All we have to do is allow God to do what he does to prepare a place for us, the way for us to come and get us, and to draw us to himself, to allow him to take us to himself and finally, so that where I am going, there you may be also. Did you know that God wants to be with you? That wherever he is, he wants you to be there with him. Whatever he's doing, he wants you right next to him. God always wants you around. And I don't know what's happened in your life or who has happened in your life that maybe you're carrying this rejection. Maybe it was a best friend or a boss or a boyfriend that made you feel like, ah, they don't really want me around. I don't have a place here. No, Jesus is saying, wherever I am, I want you to be there with me. He wants to be with you. He wants you around. You're not an inconvenience to him. You're not a, a job, right? He, he's not begrudgingly spending time with you. God wants you. You, you might be thinking I'm talking to someone else right now, but I'm looking right at you. The Lord is looking right at you. He wants you. That's the heart of the gospel. But of these two verses is that God is going out of his way 
to, to draw you to himself, to bring you home. And if you need any more proof than his word, which is the truth, let, let me give it to you very simply. You just have to look to the Eucharist. Jesus is truly present. Jesus never leaves. Ever since he gifted us with himself at the Last Supper in the most holy Eucharist, he has, he's never withdrawn his presence from the earth. He waits in a tabernacle for you to come and visit him, in a church for you to come and receive him because he wants to receive you. It's a love story, friends. And again, we, we return to the Eucharist again and again for that proof that we're looking for, that God dwells among his people. He doesn't just rule over them. He dwells among them and he desires he has prepared a place for you. He desires to take you to himself so that where he is, you will always be. And so if any part of uh, these words of Jesus today were hard to believe or hard to hear, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe you were, your heart was leaping or exploding. You want these things to be true. Go and visit Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and let him tell you. It's not enough for me to tell you. You can hear it here, but I want you to hear it and feel it and know it here in his presence, his true presence in Eucharistic adoration. You can go to a Blessed Sacrament Chapel. You can go simply to a Catholic church. Jesus is waiting for you in the tabernacle all over the world. He's waiting for you, wanting to receive you. And friend, can I give you another option, another way to experience his love and his embrace consider this year 2022 going to daily mass just once a week going to daily mass receiving him uh, truly in his uh, true presence receiving his love receiving his goodness his kindness your confidence will grow. You'll be strengthened. You'll be healed in ways that you've never anticipated. That's been my experience of daily mass. So I invite you, if you want to increase this devotion to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, if you want to experience this God who draws, who pursues, who embraces, go to daily mass just one day a week. Choose one day, make a commitment, write it in your calendar. If you're even remotely interested in this idea, as soon as we finish our talk today, I want you to get out your calendar. I want you to pick a day of the week and just go. Just begin to go respond to this invitation from the heart of Jesus today to you, to you specifically. I remember a couple of years ago, I was getting ready for a really important meeting. And I was kind of stressed. I was um, feeling a little insecure. And by God's providence and goodness, I was chatting with a dear friend of mine, shout out Blythe. And uh, I was kind of sharing some of this insecurity that I was, you know, kind of uh, not feeling ready for this meeting. And what if they didn't like me? And, and Blythe was so good. She brought me right back to Jesus, right back to the heart of God. She said, Beth, you're not alone. You're never alone. The most holy trinity, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are with you right now. And if that weren't enough, you have Mary 
our mother with us. You have St. Joseph, all your patron saints. You have a guardian angel. You are so far from alone. It's not all up to you. It's not all on your shoulders and you don't go in alone. And boy, the, the light and the lightness just lifted me in that moment. I want to pass that along to you today, powerfully, friend, and simply, that you are never alone. You have never been alone. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving us alone, for never abandoning us or forsaking us, for always pouring your love out upon us, for going before us to prepare a way in all things. That thing right now that we're worried about, God, you're already ahead of us. You're preparing us. You're preparing them. You're preparing the place. You're preparing a place for us. God, above all, thank you that you've prepared a place in your heart for us. Holy Spirit, would you prepare a place in our hearts for you, deeply write these truths of your word on our hearts. We love you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, friends. See you next week. Bye.